0: SCF Student Ministries, Devin here, uh, bringing you week three of our canceled series. Uh, Just a reminder that this podcast is set up that if you are not uh, able to be there on Wednesday nights, this is another place that you can hear the message uh, released every Wednesday morning. This will be available to anyone if you um, either want to hear a more in-depth version of what we're talking about. Um, I might have Uh, some different versions of this in the future, like bring some guest people on and have more of a discussion based than a a preachy sermon atmosphere that was like what we've been doing. Um, But yeah, just as a reminder, that's kind of what this podcast is about. Um, So this week in our canceled series, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, jealousy and envy. So I'm going to start off asking you uh, sitting in your room or wherever you're at um, to answer this question in your head, have you ever felt envious of a friend or a sibling, uh, maybe someone on social media or maybe even someone famous. Um, so now that we all can relate um, to something that we've been envious about, as uh, you're thinking about in your own head what it is, um, I want you to maybe write it down, say it out loud, whatever you need to do, name something or something um, you've envied. Um, so just wherever you're at, think of something, write it down. Um, so. If you need some more help, then just uh, just that prompt, um, let's get clear about what we mean when we say the word envy. Um, So we're not defining envy as looking at someone's cool new shoes and thinking, oh, those are cool shoes. It would be nice to have a pair. No, it goes further than that. When we talk about envy, we'll be talking about what happens when you stop simply wanting or wishing for something and you turn it into something really ugly like frustration, anger, anger, self-pity, even hatred Um, are some of the emotions that can come out of jealousy. Um, And we've all had a moment or maybe a few when we've been a little envious of someone else. Um, But today I'm going to ask you where you're sitting to get a little uncomfortable because I want us to get honest about the times when we've allowed a little bit of envy uh, to prevent us from loving others. Um, I mean, I can give you examples of times when, um, especially in college starting out, I was in like kind of a rocky relationship at the time too and one of our things that we had going on was I felt I had already felt uncomfortable talking to people Um, and that was just something that came up as like a bump in our relationship is like how my ex-girlfriend thought that I acted around other people and thought maybe I was kind of awkward or whatever Um, and so that made me super self-conscious of that and so I was really jealous of um, someone on our track team who was really outgoing everyone loved them and it seemed like they were just super charismatic everyone loved to be around them and i was jealous of it because it was like that was like something holding me back in a relationship i was in at the time um and it just started to like grow more and more like i just i like couldn't see why people like this person like what the heck why does everyone um talk about them. And I don't think I ever said anything out loud to anybody. Um, but I definitely thought things all the time of like, how could you like this person? Like they're so annoying, whatever it is. Um, and it's easy when we're in, caught up in a situation like that, it's easy to make excuses for our envy. Um, uh, we might think like, I'm not jealous. They're just a jerk. Um, I'm not being judgmental. They really aren't that talented. Or maybe I deserve what they have more than they do. Um, and whether we wish we had someone's position on a team, maybe their tiktok views or something like that, their relationships, their shoes, their in quotes perfect family or their full ride scholarship. It's easy for envy to creep in, take over and cancel our joy, contentment and self-worth. Um it might start small, but envy can grow into a monster. That that escalation of of growing into a monster, that's what envy does. Um, something small can quickly become something big and it stops being about the thing you envied. It becomes about the person you envy. So we're going to quickly go into Proverbs chapter 27, verse four, and it's a, it's a quick verse. And this is just how scripture talks about envy, um, in the book of Proverbs. If you don't know Proverbs, it's a book just full of wise sayings in 27, verse four says anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? So think back to the last time you were absolutely furious at someone. Um, do you remember how you felt in the moment? And do you still feel that way right now? Probably not. Um, anger is a big emotion, but it comes and goes. It ebbs and it flows. It, it can be small, it can be giant one day, and then it can feel a lot less of, uh, of an emotion the next day. Jealousy, on the other hand, it just keeps growing and growing and as it grows, it begins to harm us and our relationship with others. In the Bible, we find a story about a time when Envy slowly uh, destroyed a man named King Saul. Um, so I'm going to keep explaining this, but we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 6-10, through 10, if you're following along. Uh, Saul was the king of Israel, but he had a problem. Because Saul had been disobedient to God, God rejected Saul and chose a young man shepherd boy named david uh, to be the next king of israel and saul knew a new king was coming but he didn't know who that king was when saul first encountered david he was impressed david played music for him and even defeated a terrifying enemy for saul's army and maybe you've heard the story of david and goliath goliath was a philistine warrior who david defeated with a simple slingshot and god's help when no one else in saul's army was willing to risk it David became best friends with uh, King Saul, Saul's son, Jonathan. And David even led tons of missions for Saul's army and always did them well. But then Saul let envy creep in. He saw strength and potential in David and didn't like that other people saw it too. While David was being recognized and celebrated, Saul's envy began to grow. So now we'll be in, this is where we're going to be reading out of uh, 1 Samuel. It says when the men were returning home after david had killed the philistine the women came out from all the towns of israel to meet king saul with singing and dancing with joyful songs and with timbrels and lyres as they danced they sang they sang saul has slain his thousands and david his tens of thousands saul was very angry this refrain displaced him greatly they have credited david with tens of thousands he thought but me with only thousands what more can he get but the kingdom and from that time on Saul kept a close close eye on David the next day an evil spirit from god forcefully came forcefully on Saul he was prophesying in his house while David was playing the lyre as he usually did Saul had a spear in his hand and he hurled it saying to himself i'll pin David to the wall but David eluded him twice so that took a end to or it took a turn at the end there huh Saul wasn't interested in celebrating David or recognizing his achievements. He wanted him gone. Saul's jealousy was so great that he decided to get rid of David once and for all with a spear. So now we're going to be in um, chapter 19. Uh, Saul's first attempt to kill David may have failed, but honestly, he was like, he tries again later. His jealousy kept, kept him going. Um so now we're in chapter nineteen, verses one through twelve. Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David. But Jonathan had taken a great liking to David and warned him My father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. I will go out and stand with my father in the field where you are. I'll speak to him about you, and will tell you what I find out. Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul's father and said to him, let not the king do wrong to his servant david he has not wronged you and what he has done has benefited you greatly he took his life in his hands when he killed the philistine the lord won a great victory for all israel and you saw it and were glad why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like david by killing him for no reason saul listened to jonathan and took this oath as surely as the lord lives david will not be put to death so jonathan called david and told him the whole conversation he brought him the Saul, and David was with Saul as before once more. War broke out, and David went out and fought the Philistines. He struck them with such force that they fled before him, but an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand while David was playing the lyre. Saul tried to pin him to the wall with his spear, but David eluded him as Saul tried to as Saul drove the spear into the wall that night. David made good his escape saul sent men to david's house to watch it and to kill him in the morning but michael david's wife warned him if you don't run for your life tonight tomorrow you'll be killed so michael let david down through a window and he fled and escaped then michael took an idol and laid it on the bed covering it with a garment and putting some goat's hair at the head so after david escaped he ran as far from saul as he could with saul in pursuit he hunted david from city to city His envy so great that Saul was ready to do anything in order to see David dead. But some surprising things happened during that pursuit. One, David had a chance to kill Saul, but he didn't take it. Two, David had a second chance to kill Saul, but he didn't make that change either. David and Saul finally call a truce and promise never to harm each other. They finally part ways and never see each other again. And I wish I could tell you Saul totally turned his life around and chose to love David instead of jealously hating him, but I can't. Saul stopped trying to kill David, so I guess that was a win for for David, Um, but it doesn't appear that Saul ever stopped hating him. There's no indication of that. Not every story in the Bible has a happy ending or comes with a clear lesson or practical takeaway, but here's what we can do with stories like Saul's. We can reflect on his life and choices. We can consider how his actions line up with what we know about God, and we can look to the words of Jesus. So now we're going to be moving over to Matthew chapter 22, um, verses 36 through 39. And that says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when you're not sure what to do, come back to these words from Jesus. Whether we're feeling the first hints of envy or we're so jealous we're ready to throw a spear at someone, Jesus' words can always guide us. Love the people you envy. So who in this story do you relate to? Are you like David? Do you feel like someone or even a group of people are always out to get you because they're jealous of you? Do you feel alone, confused, or like you've been canceled? Are you like Saul? You've probably never thrown a spear at somebody, but is there someone you thought about while hearing Saul's story? Someone you really dislike because, if you're honest, you're a little bit jealous of them? Or are you like both? Chances are, you have things in common with both Saul and David. I know I do. No matter how you relate to David and Saul, I think we can all agree that envy destroys our relationships because you can't love and let envy grow at the same time. So, how do we stop being envious? It starts by finding contentment, fulfillment, and peace in the God who made us. So, while you're sitting there, we're just about to wrap up. Um, I want you to reflect on these questions that I'm about to ask you Do you ever find yourself wanting, obsessing over, or comparing what someone else has to what you have? Are you envious of someone? What do you? What do they have that you envy? Is Jesus your source of contentment? And if not, ask Him to change your heart right now. If we want to replace envy with love, this is where we have to start. When our contentment is found in Jesus, it becomes so much easier to love others, and including those who have things we wish we had. Uh, but getting our hearts right is only the first step in replacing envy with love and if we really want to love the people we envy we have to do something more instead of envying people who have something we want what if we decided to celebrate them instead of irritating or imitating the call-out culture of the world around us what if we chose to call out others greatness and here's one more idea when we are the people who are being envied instead of keeping all of our good things to ourselves what if we decided to share what we have i want you to practice this this week um as you're communicating with maybe family siblings friends um i know it's probably going to be via zoom or something but you can still uh, try and work this in and just conversations um but i want you to find opportunities this week to um potentially um confess maybe an envy that you have of someone. It doesn't have to be we may feel it. We've been talking about how envy is this big emotion, but it just all it has to be is like if you if there's someone like um out there that has a skill you want like I could I wish I could sing like you. That's all you have to say to someone. I wish um I was as good a basketball as you are. Something like that. That's all it has to be to confess that. Um and if you're someone that maybe you have a skill that other people have an envy for um Maybe you offer to share what you have. Um, an example is my family's not perfect, but you can uh, hang out with them anytime you want. Maybe not during COVID, but that's beyond the point. Um, and then I want you to just call out what you think other people are good at too. Like Be aware of what others are good around you and compliment on them on that. Um, this isn't an easy activity um, for everyone, for sure. Maybe it is. That's great if it is. Um, And I just want you to keep doing this, um, just not just in youth group, but everywhere we go. Um, So what I'm challenging you to do isn't easy for sure. Loving people we envy isn't natural, but with God's help and Jesus' example, I think we can learn how to do it uh, well. If you want to love like Jesus loves, and I hope you do, love the people you envy. That's all I got this week. I hope to see you next week.